What's up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you guys today. We'll be talking about a specific and very iconic mutant that may be appearing in Doctor Strange 2. We talked about Charles Xavier last week. Now there are rumors about another mutant this week. We'll tell you who that is in just a moment. Also, we'll have the latest on the Batman and more, and, and really more about the future of the Batman universe that's being created by director Matt Reeves. He spoke about it to Entertainment Weekly and various other outlets. We'll give you guys his comments on that. And Peacemaker wrapped up its season last week. It announced that there will be a season two of Peacemaker as well. So we'll give you guys a little bit of what we thought about this season and what we're looking to see in a season two. So should be a great podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoy it. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. And Sham, I saw a very interesting tweet today by Fandom. Shout out to Fandom. They they had posted a tweet asking their followers a, a question that I think we've done multiple versions of, but I think the way they posed it is pretty interesting. So, of course, we have all these superhero movies coming out this year. This has got to be one of the most uh, packed movie years for superhero movies I think we've ever had. We have the Batman, of course. We have Morbius, Doctor Strange. We have DC... League of Super Pets, a lot of people don't remember that, but that's an animated movie that's coming out. Kevin Hart and The Rock are in that movie. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Black Adam, of course, also starring The Rock. We have Across the Spider-Verse, which is the Spider the, the, the Spider-Verse uh, sequel. And then we have The Flash in November. Wakanda Forever, also in November. And Aquaman 2 in December. So I'll pose this question to you, Sham. Of those three superhero films, which one are... Which three... Are you most excited for it? I mean, I might have botched that question. Let me try it again. Of all of those movies, <laughs> which three are you most hyped for? There you go. Second take was good. <laughs> um, uh, so Batman is definitely on the list. That's mandatory on the list. Okay. Um, Spider Verse is also mandatory on the list with so Spider Verse okay. sequel. Um, and uh, probably. Uh, let's see. Mm, the third one is where it gets tricky. Honestly, it's probably, uh, so it, it's such a toss up between Black Panther and Aquaman, but it'd probably be Aquaman. Wow. Just, and that's, and that's just because of, so of course Chadwick Boseman, I, Chadwick Boseman is so, he's such a great actor, but not, not, it's not to say that they can't find somebody else. And I think they should, but, and also kind of the chaos and just or, or just or just the, the just the, the aura of chaos surrounding we don't know what's going on what they're doing with uh Letitia Wright and Shuri and we don't know what's going on with with the T'Challa character mm-hmm. it's it's really it's really stymieing the the excitement you know it's kind of bringing it down so we need answers so until mm-hmm. i get those answers it's it's kind of i'm still now don't get me wrong i'm still it's still a toss-up for me i still can't wait to see that movie but aquaman i've had no such confusion we've gotten the little tiny clips and we got see what most new costume looks like and i love the new costume and i love the first one mm. so so yeah for me it's definitely is pro- spider-verse batman and, and uh aquaman but i'm looking forward to all those movies Okay, Shamari going with non-MCU movies for his selections. That's very fascinating to me. Kendall Stewart, of course, joined me on the podcast as well. Kendall, which three are you picking 
for the superhero films in 2022 that you're lo- most look- looking forward to? Uh, uh, I'll go Doctor Strange. Um, I'll go Black Panther mm. and... The third one could be Black Adam, could be uh, Thor, uh, could be Batman as well. I'll go. I'll go Thor. I think Thor could be. Wow. So Shamari Shamari went non MCU movies. Kendall went three for three all MCU movies. So that's a very interesting juxtaposition there. So if I'm going to go. Buy it. Well, well, you say us. Maybe they're giving you checks. (laughs) We don't know. We can't say they're giving Shamari checks, rather. Um, You're picking Uh, all three. And there's also, for me, there's an asterisk around Doctor Strange, but which we'll talk about in one of the stories we're talking about today. But there's an asterisk around Doctor Strange and certain things. (laughs) Happened in Doctor Strange. <laughs> We're not gonna know till after the movie. We're not gonna know. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is what I mean, you're mostly gonna. No, but you can't. You gotta know what it's, it's what's hyped for, not what you know is gonna happen. <laughs> like you can't say, oh, afterwards, well, this was actually. I'm just saying. So, so, I, so if that doesn't happen, then then it's just then it's not. Then oh, it's not okay, I see you. All right. I so that. I'm just saying, like, so you know, um, so yeah, that that definitely does will affect that. If certain things show up. Then just in terms of afterwards, then that jumps skyrockets all the way up to the top. But we gotta see what happens with Doctor Strange. Shamari, Shamari, he's not as we see Kendall. Shamari's not a he's he's a he's an analyst guy. He's not a feel guy. He don't want to feel yeah. what may or may not happen. He wants to know. He wants to see the movies <laughs> or things that he knows is gonna happen. Those are the ones he yeah. wants to get behind. So he knows he's gonna see Mom Morales. He knows he's gonna see Mom Morales in the, in uh, across the Spider Verse. He knows he's gonna get. All these Batman characters, you know, you get from Aquaman. <laughs> um, so for me, if I had to go with this, so it's interesting. I, I, I would not have expected those to be the picks for either of you guys. So for me, I would go the Batman. I'd go Doctor Strange, and I would go Wakanda Forever for me. I think the Batman, obvious reasons, you know, you're, you know, they're creating this massive universe, which we'll talk about in this podcast, and. It's one of the most, arguably the most iconic superhero we have in, you know, American pop culture. So that's automatically going to be number one, I think, for me. Um, Doctor Strange was not there until that last trailer. I mean, if, if we were, if this was taken before, we did this conversation before this last trailer we just saw. I don't think Doctor Strange would have made it to me, but because of that last trailer, now I'm very, very invested and intrigued about what exactly is going to happen. And now I have to see it. And Wakanda Forever, it's kind of the same thing. Where it's like, I don't really know what the hell is going to happen. So I, I kind of want to see what how this is going to go. So it's interesting. We all came to different conclusions in different movies. And for me, unlike Sham, actually the intrigue of not knowing what's going to happen is actually why I want to see these movies. Um, now it says hype. Now I don't know. Hype might be you know weird because I don't know if I say I'm hyped for Wakanda Forever. I'm very concerned about it. But my my like... My anticipation of wanting to see it because of my concern is extremely high. So now I'm like, well, what what's going to happen with how they're doing this? That's why that would make my top three for me. If it was like a honorable mention, it'd probably be across the Spider Verse. I had to pick one. Um, <laughs> but but that's just it's funny how we came to all 
different conclusions. And I was definitely more of the, uh, you know, I'm going for it on fourth and eight. MCU. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to roll the dice and say, look, I don't know what's coming from some of these films, but I'd rather know than not know, so to speak. You hear the MCU guy? Well, yeah. I got two, two to three. You know, I got, I got DC, Batman. <laughs> that's DC. You know, Kendall is the Kendall clearly is the real MCU guy. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, Kendall, Kendall's all, all, in. all three. <laughs> you know, man, I gotta see the post credit scenes. That's how they get you. None of us, none of us. You notice how none of us. You know how none of us even mentioned as like what we were considering. I'm not gonna put like DC's League of Super Pets in there, but of the other films, like none of us even mentioned Morbius or The Flash. As like an honorable mention, even. Man, four for me might be Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) Disrespect. I mean, that's just crazy. Like Shamari mentioned Black Adam. Kendall mentioned Thor: Love and Thunder, and he actually picked it. And but he also mentioned Across the Spider Verse as well. Um, but none of us even talked about Morbius or The Flash, which is actually interesting because there are both of those movies also are kind of promising weird things with multiverses, or at least they Morbius is teasing it. That would be interesting. This is the year of the multiverse. I realized between I mean, you know Spider Man was at the end of. Was at the end of last year, but it almost feels like a 2022 movie. But then you got Doctor Strange, you got the Flash, and you know, Morbius with you know all these with uh with the uh, what's the name you know Vulture showing up randomly. You know we don't know what that what that's supposed to be about. It's uh it's it's, it's a fascinating uh, interesting time here for superhero movies. But I thought that was a, a dope tweet, and I wanted to to see what what you guys had to say about it. Of course, if you guys want to. Give us your top three most hyped movies. You can always tweet us at New Generation Pod um, at the New Generation. That's the that's the New Generation Twitter account that you can reach us at. So um, let us know what what are your top three superhero films that you're most looking forward to in 2022. But let's uh, continue the show and let's talk about the top story of the day, and that is a new rumor circling on the web that points to another iconic mutant making their debut in the MCU very shortly. So according to Joseph Dekemeyer of the Illuminati, Wolverine will be making an appearance in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. However, he adds that it definitely will not be Hugh Jackman in the role. We already know that Professor Charles Xavier appears to be set to show up in the film after hearing the iconic voice of Patrick Stewart in the last trailer. Shamari, do you buy this rumor, and would you welcome a Wolverine appearance that doesn't include Jackman in this film? Um, I, I would certainly welcome that, personally. I mean, Hugh Jackman is not going to live forever, uh, even though. That's dark. Even though I mean, none of us are gonna live forever. I mean, it's it's, it's reality. Is that is that not true? Am I gonna live forever? I'm not gonna live forever. What would I would like to? Didn't uh, what did what did Kyle Shanahan say about Jimmy Garoppolo? Like that was kind of something similar uh, to yeah, that. He was, like Jimmy Garoppolo going to be your quarterback next week. He's like, I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo going to be alive next week. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's what Shamari just did to you, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, I didn't quite say I didn't quite go that far. I didn't say I don't know if he's going to be alive. Uh, um, but but just that I'm just I, but I just say that just to say that. I mean, he's not going to be young and. And, and he's not literally Logan. Right. right. He, he, he ages. <laughs> there you go. He's not. He's not really Wolverine. So you know. 
So you got to move on from 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 Hugh Jackman at some point. And, and um, you know, I think now, quite frankly, is a good time uh, to do that. So, yeah, I is now to... a good time to do it. The question I ask is, the reason I ask that is, we don't even know if they're making an X Men movie. They haven't said anything about X Men movie, and we're already replacing Hugh Jackman, and we're going to debut him in Doctor Strange. Well, look, does it not sound like well, an awkward time? He, he, he didn't ask me all that. But, <laughs> but, I'm cool with it. As far as I look, man, I mean, look, your, as far as I look, your honor, I'm only answering the questions that the yeah, lawyer asked like, That the well, lawyer asked me. Be, I'm just like, all right, now, now I'm yeah. understand. I got to be the Smart, waiting to hit the fence lawyer be like, objection, your honor. You're going to throw me in MC jail? Yeah, thrown in Hero Talk jail. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Look, I, I wouldn't mind if he shows up for a cameo, you know, or something like that. Um, and and whether I believe it, uh, I mean, I think that would be crazy. If, if this movie really is as crazy as people are saying it is, as crazy as Cumberbatch and all these other people are saying it is, then then I, th- I definitely think it's a possibility. Mm. So, um, yeah. I think it. I think it is absolutely a possibility, and I think that would get people to come see this movie, no matter what. Uh, arguably, or, 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 or yeah, almost no matter what. But <laughs> you're, you're right about that. But yeah, if we're getting a new Wolverine, or a new Wolverine and a new Professor X, basically means you're giving you're selling me on the X Men. That's what that tells me is that I'm getting X Men in this movie, which makes this almost like an X Men movie for a lot of people. Which means that a lot of people are going to go see this movie. Um, so yeah, I believe it. I definitely mm. think it's a possibility. So so yeah, I, I, I absolutely um, think it's a possibility. And uh, you know, even if it's not in the movie, it could be in the post credits. Could be in the post credits. Could be a tease. Could be similar to what they did in Eternals. You know, so it might not be in the movie. But yeah, I believe it. I think we could see Wolverine. You know, it's funny, Kendall. Shamari had mentioned that uh, you know that that Hugh Jackman is not Logan himself. And I, I was thinking, there's got to be some listeners out there that's sitting there being like, it's still real to me, damn it! Who no, yeah. <laughs> just, ru- <Which> <laughs> just ruined their childhood or ruined their adulthood, maybe, by saying that, hey, Hugh Jackman isn't actually Logan. You know, he does, he does, his skin doesn't regenerate if you if you cut him. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't he doesn't grow back limbs or anything like that. Uh, I think some you people may have been surprised the Undertaker doesn't, doesn't actually teleport to the ring? No, no, he doesn't actually teleport to the ring. He's not a... Uh, no, there's a man. There's a man named Mark Calloway who puts on a, a, a black jacket <laughs> and dyes his hair black <laughs> and goes out there to the ring and hides under the ring whenever he needs to make an appearance. When that gong goes off and the lights go out in the arena and the temperature comes down a couple of degrees, as Big Booker T would say, is a man who comes out from under the ring who then shows up when the lights come back on. <laughs> That's how that whole thing works. Um, Kendall, so you pose an interesting question to Sham regarding. Is this the right timing? Because Shamari said he felt like, you know, you know, why not this time to do this? And you're saying you questioned that. You said, is that the right timing considering that you're bringing in, um, you know, Patrick Stewart. You don't have an X-Men movie announced or that we know of that's coming about. And you're not going to use Hugh Jackman. Does that all make sense? I'm going to pose that question to you. Do you feel like that makes sense? Um, I think it's awkward. Uh, I'll go as I'll go that far. Uh, I'll say it's awkward. It makes sense. Look financially, if you're telling me Wolverine's gonna be in it, like Shamari said, you know, if you're trying to 
piggyback off of the Spider-Man hype. Yeah, throw in Wolverine, throw in, you know, Professor X, throw in Reed Richards. You know, that'll get people to, to that'll get the same engagement and interaction that we got from Spider-Man. Um, what I'll say is from a, just from, again, making things make sense completely from a story standpoint, if we don't have an X-Men movie coming in the next three years, it'd be, it seems premature for them to cast a Wolverine, unless he's going to be in something, uh, unless he's going to be in multiple projects, um, coming up. Uh, could it be a Wolverine variant of sorts that's playing him one time and one time only? I guess you could do that, but that seems a little too controversial. We The only person that's ever played Wolverine is uh, is Hugh Jackman, and we've never had a Wolverine in the MCU. So just like they seem to have done with Professor X, if you're bringing in Professor X for a one-time deal, then you kind of have to bring in Patrick Stewart or else you're essentially recasting the character. And if you're recasting it, why wouldn't you recast it with the person who's going to be your Professor X long-term? So um, that's where they're at. I would be very, I, I would be borderline shocked if we got a live-action Wolverine in this movie. Um, that is okay. a new Wolverine. It's not Hugh Jackman. Um, I trust the reporter. I trust the reporting. But I think I think we're being played. I think that this is uh, I think he's referencing something that I think is tongue in cheek and him saying that we will be getting another Wolverine that is not Hugh Jackman. But I think it'll be the X-Men 97 Wolverine. Oh, when you said, um, t- said tongue in cheek. I was like, are you talking about like like a Michigan Wolverine? Like is Chris Webber going to show up? Like I didn't, no, I didn't know no, what no. you meant. He said there's going to be a Wolverine. I was like. He emphasized yeah, Wolverine. He said that. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. Is there going to be like a prickly like, little yeah. animal that shows up? Like, what do you mean by that? But okay, I get you now. Yeah, he's saying Wolverine will show up. And look, if, if, if there is an interaction between the X Men, the animated X Men series, and Doctor Strange, if Wolverine shows up, he's not lying. Um, technically. <laughs> so when you say animated, so you're saying we're getting like animated. Part of this movie is going to be animated, like Spider Verse style. Like it's going to be animated. That's what it looks like based off the trailer. There's a, there's a shot where it looks like yeah. animated. Um, so if, if that's the case, and if we do get X Men '97, and maybe I mean you know this is going a little further, but maybe that Professor X is from that show, then you know if we see Wolverine again. He wouldn't be lying to us, but you know, people will have been mis- misled, and you know, <laughs> whatever. But I'm again, that's where my head is at right now. I would be surprised if we get a if we get a new Wolverine. Uh, um, <laughs> Fantastic Four makes more sense because we actually have a Fantastic Four movie that's, that's coming up soon. So if you told me we were getting, you know, the Fantastic Four, if you told me we we're getting a new Reed Richards and he's debuting in this, that would make some sense. Although it would also be awkward. This would be uh, a little tougher for me to believe. Hmm. Interesting interesting notes by both of you guys. I think to me, when I saw this rumor, I started to think, okay, let's say we take this at face value. That that the Wolverine, that's... And Kendall, I think, did a really good job, I think, of leaping to maybe something outside the box that would actually make a lot of sense given the stuff that they're showing. So... 
I don't want to dismiss Kendall's notion because I think that there's a good chance that that would make sense how he could use those words and not technically be wrong by saying Wolverine is showing up. But let's say they do decide we're going to do a live action and we're going to introduce Wolverine in this movie. And you have this Charles Xavier that's, you know, the Xavier from, you know, the, you know, this, you know, that is, it's Charles too. Uh, it's a uh, Patrick too. We don't know exactly where he's from at the moment, but part of me was like, is there a possibility that like maybe Patrick Stewart's Charles Xavier's only uh, reason for being a part of the Illuminati is to help this multiverse figure out its deal with mutants. Like to me that like that made me because we haven't seen because that's another thing how we get the beginning of mutants how we start this whole train, and part of me was like maybe Patrick Stewart's whole like reason for even being around is being like there are multiverse there are multiverses where mutants are have not actually appeared yet like they haven't you know that their their X gene hasn't actually uh, manifested itself in any way and he wants to be you know involved in like uh, keeping an eye out on how these mutants work. My thing is, what if you have a scene where Charles Xavier finds the first mutant in the MCU and it's Wolverine? Like, like he uses Cerebro or something, and, and that's how Wolverine shows up, and that's and he gets introduced as the first mutant that we are first introduced to. Of course, could there be an Apocalypse or a Magneto that was out there before him? Maybe. But but part of me thought that that actually would be kind of a neat, way, a neat usage of Xavier, because Xavier being an Illuminati is, is obviously important, given that's you know, the group he was a part of. But I've been trying to figure out what is his functionality in the group and what does it mean for the MCU that we're following. And when I heard that Wolverine might be in this film, I thought we've all talked about how that important relationship between Xavier and Wolverine and, you know, it's hard to really explain even what their relationship is. I wouldn't call it father-son, but it's just, it's a very, it's a very important relationship. And, like, the fact that, you know, Charles could be, again, looking at different multiverse trying to figure out where the mutants are going to come about and maybe or maybe he's just looking for wolverine like maybe he knows that hey there's going to be a mutant that's somewhere around here and this could be the introduction to finding him i feel like that could be a different an interesting use of his um character in the film um i i do have i have to say i do have a concern um and i i do agree with you i actually think that would be very interesting um I am concerned about if Wolverine is in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I going to care very much about Doctor Strange or really anything that Doctor Strange? Yeah, is, well, that's, uh, well, that's the that's like the doing. that's a great question. And I think that's the the double edged sword that I think that we saw Spider Man No Way Home play with, and I think that even a, in a larger scale, we're going to see this movie play with is how much other others can you introduce or include. Before we don't care about really Doctor being a Doctor Strange sequel, and it's tough because the first trailer I did not like very much, and that trailer looks very much like a very like a straight Doctor Strange sequel. A lot of the same right. characters we've seen from Doctor Strange in the past, you know, it didn't see we didn't see really any states that involved characters we didn't know except for you know or that hadn't been directly involved with uh, with uh, Steven except for Wanda, who we of course have a great familiarity with, so. You know, that trailer didn't land with me. I'm sure there are other fans that didn't land with. I don't want to say that a lot of people didn't like it because we don't have that kind of evidence. But it didn't land for some people. And this other one, which leaned way more into, hey, there's some other stuff coming. Here's some Ultron bots. You know, do what you will with those thoughts. Here's Charles Xavier. 
do what you will with those thoughts. Like, now we're thinking nothing about anything having to do with Dr. Strange. Now we're thinking about, well, what's going to go on with all these other people? Who else is showing up? It's a double-edged sword, you know? Yeah, it really is. It really is a double-edged sword. I, I don't really know how they're going to balance it. I feel like those other characters can't be in the movie for, for for that long. I don't think Marvel's afraid of that. I, You know, I think, I think they're welcoming that, you know, that part of... I mean, I... A I kind of agree. With, I kind of agree with Kendall like because just, I mean, even the title is called the Multiverse of Madness. So in order they're, to really, they're not worried of it. it's called the in order to create so ma- in order to create madness, you have to have chaotic things happening. If that means chaotic appearances, have, that I, makes sense. I mean, I have faith in in Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm just I I just get scared. I mean, we just saw the bad, not the bad batch. We just saw Book of Boba Fett, not to bring Star Wars and everything, but <laughs> we just saw a Book of Boba Fett, and we saw what happened there. When the Mandalorian yes, yes, and, and, right. and uh, you know, spoiler alert, I guess, but Mandalorian <laughs> and other Mandalorian related things yeah. showed up in the show and made it much better. And when we got back to Boba Fett, you're like, why did we go back? And I'm just, you know, I just get, I just get concerned. So, these big the, and the other reason why I say Marvel is not afraid is what we, what they've shown us with a lot of these Disney Plus series. Like, they're not afraid to bring Kingpin into Hawkeye and over, over. Sort of overshadow Hawkeye as a character. Right. They weren't yeah. afraid to. With WandaVision, there was all this rampant speculation about Reed Richards, Hank McCoy, <laughs> you know, Magneto and Mephisto and the Grim Reaper. All these people that weren't in the game, weren't in the, in the show. Yeah, Blue Marvel. You know, who's the aerospace engineer? Yeah, all this stuff engineer. that w- had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> and they just let it. They just let it because they know people are gonna watch. That's all they care about, really. Just watch it. At the end of the day, if you're disappointed at the end, you know they threw they threw in the Pietro thing that was all just a just something to get you to to talk. I mean, I think they welcome the the speculation. I think they welcome the distraction. Just as long as people are talking about Marvel, I think they'll take it. Um, Yeah, maybe. And I think that that's going to be their formula. I think there are certain stories where they will stick more. You know, like Moon Knight. I think will be very much Moon Knight. Eternals was very much Eternals, but. There will be stories where, like She-Hulk, I think will also be another one where it will be very. I think there's gonna be a lot of distractions and a lot of different things where you're like, do I care more about She-Hulk or do I care more about Daredevil being in it or something else? So that is something that I don't think Marvel's afraid of at this point. Um, at this point in time. No, I, mm-hmm. and I agree, and I agree with that. And you got to remember, we're in this Avengerless existence right now. Yeah, yeah. That 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 major big crossover that they usually have, we don't have on the docket for at least the next two years. I don't think anyone thinks an Avenger movie is coming out in twenty twenty four. So, the earliest we're looking at is twenty five for an an Avengers movie, a real movie where you're saying, "Yo, we're taking our biggest characters, we're bringing them together." So, without that, I think you're gonna see some of these other solo projects be more aggressive with saying we will include other characters in the MCU. Because we don't have a major crossover story right now, you know, and I think that's what we saw when we saw movies like, uh, you know, Thor Ragnarok. We saw Civil War. You know, we we saw movies that were willing to say, you know, we'll include other major characters to kind of help us get to the next Avengers movie, you know, while still having a movie like Black Panther that wasn't including a bunch of major Marvel characters from all over the universe. They were. You know, all you had was Claw and Ross. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that was it. 
So, you know, they, they mixed in Doctor Strange also, you know, didn't have a major a bunch of other characters from all over the universe. So they, they, they showed that during those time periods, they're able to kind of mix in characters, you know, while we wait for an Avengers film. Of course, you had Homecoming that obviously had um, Tony Stark as well. But I feel like well, where, where, we're at, where we're at now, there's not going to be that, you know, that, 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 that that's fear, as Kendall mentioned. I agree. That fear of being like, oh, we're doing too much crossover right now. It's like they don't have a crossover movie. So, and and I, again, to be honest, I feel like if you were gonna actually take a risk with doing something like this with any character, I think Doctor Strange is the number one character to do it with. I think of all their heroes, except maybe I don't think all the heroes, but I think of the heavy hitters, he's the one I think you're most like. You most feel like, okay, I don't need to do all like a strange versus mortal movie that doesn't have to happen like like there are like we could decide yo let's do something really cool that blends universes and stuff like it's not like oh no we gotta have you know strange versus mordo in in dr strange 2 or it's a bus you know what i'm saying it's not like uh you know spider-man where it's like you know what like forget mysterio we're gonna just do something totally different like that would have been a little weird you know like or some of these other films where it's like you know forget about doing you know, a true classic tale of this character. Let's just do a crazy crossover. Like, for some of those other characters, I think it'd feel a little more out of place. I don't think it'll feel as out of place with something like this. So, I, I if this is where they're going to take the risk, which I think that they will. I agree with Kendall on that point. I think this is the place to do it. Any last thoughts on this before we move on? No, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's... It, Again, it'll be interesting to see uh, when we get our first look at Wolverine. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll have future discussions about uh, who will be Wolverine when when we get that uh, when we get closer to that uh, that time. But I don't, I, you know, Wolverine is a character. I don't think Marvel knows who's playing Wolverine. I was gonna ask you that one um, last question. I was gonna ask you that, I'll, and maybe this will be the last point that we can end on. Like, does anyone think? So, Shamar, you buy this rumor. Kendall, not as much. So maybe this is a better question for Sham. Do you think whoever we see in this film is going to be the MCU Wolverine moving forward? Like, we're going to be introduced to the new Wolverine? Or do you feel like this is someone that's Just a some variant baby. or someone from another multiverse? Like, what, 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 like do you think that if, if you buy the rumor, do you think that this guy is going to be Wolverine moving forward? Like, in um, the X-Men, whenever we see the X-Men uh, uh, Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. If Wolverine's um, in it, I agree. If Wolverine's in it and it's not Hugh Jackman, because like I said, you can't you can't start confusing people. So then my yeah, question that, is, yeah, well, yeah, go ahead, guys. Yeah, you know, because if 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 people like that character, and you know, yeah, but he's not the Wolverine, then the guy that you pick is gonna be compared not only to Hugh Jackman, but then to the most recent one that people liked in in, in Doctor Strange. And I mean, Marvel's pretty good at this thing. I, I'm assuming whoever. If he's in it, whoever they cast would be pretty good, um, even in the short term. That that's my fear about all the rumors and theories about is John Krasinski going to be Reed Richards, um, and this idea that he may be Reed Richards for one movie, but then that's it. You know, I'm afraid that if he's really good, people aren't going to accept who the actual Reed Richards is. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy's not as good as uh, as John Krasinski now. I mean, look, I mean nobody's saying that about Miles Teller, but but. Uh, and I did like Miles Teller, Reed Richards, but you know that's the, that that's like the catch twenty two that they have right now. 
Because the question I was going to ask you, Kendall, is, like, is there a chance that, like, this Wolverine... Because you said, oh, I think it's the Wolverine from 97. And if that's the case, you think that it'll be an animated section of the movie. But I was going to ask, what if this Wolverine somehow becomes unanimated? Like, this alleged Patrick Stewart, or uh, Charles Xavier. Right. Like, is that guy going to be, the, like, the live-action Wolverine when he moves forward? That may be the only... Yeah, that, that may be the only uh, caveat. Um, right. I don't think they will do that, or they would okay. do that. But... <laughs> but I mean, it's not impossible. Like you said, if the theories are true about Professor X, then I guess it would be impossible. I I think that there's something with the Professor X where I think like because he's part of the Illuminati, like he may not even be there physically. He may be there only mentally. I don't know. Like they they may be able to do some some weird hijinks to get him from animated form to to live action. But um, no, but yeah, funny my too, the one thing we never mentioned about this Illuminati is. It's something that nobody's really mentioned because I think we all still like the we like the idea of the Illuminati, but people forget that like there was a scroll in the Illuminati, like Black Bolt was, was a scroll, scroll. If, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Like, is there any chance that like one of these people who are Charles Xavier or any other folks who may see Black Bolt or anybody like could they just be a scroll? Like, wouldn't that be a crazy way to get you to Secret Invasion eventually? Like. The only reason I, that seems unlikely, I, I, I see, I think it's unlikely too. But why, why would you think it is? Yeah, the, the the only the only reason why it seems unlikely. I mean, I think that would be a a, a cool idea. Um, and and if they were actually doing like a a more traditional version of the Illuminati, but this feels like it's like a multiverse version where you've got people from all different. We're talking about is my Maria Rambeau, Captain Marvel, and we're talking about is it Professor Wright from the '90s cartoon. All these different versions of these people. Mortal's got all, all his long hair. Is that even our mortal? Um, so that's, that's you a know, fair point. Yeah. I, yeah. So it, you know, it may none of these people may even be from Earth. So I don't even know if it, if it matters. Now it could be interesting. Makes you wonder. You know, is there? I don't. I like. Is this? Is this movie going to be the movie where the where the scrolls flip? You know, maybe the scrolls. Maybe there are scrolls from a different timeline where there are evil or something like that. Hmm. You know, that could be interesting as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they plan. I don't know what they plan on doing. But um, I just know that I, I also can't wait for Secret Invasion, man. Yeah, man, I mean, I just it. think that you know, if we're talking about the Marvel Illuminati, you know, you know me. I'm the Scrolls guy. I'm the guy that has to connect everything to Secret Invasion. Like, yeah. we can't have a an Illuminati conversation that doesn't at least mention a important fact that one of them wasn't who they said they were. They were a Scroll, and it was a precursor to. Secret Invasion. So, just something, just something to point out there. But let's move on, guys. Let's talk about uh, another big movie coming up. So we are just weeks away from the debut of DC's The Batman, a film that is set to launch a series, a spinoff series for HBO Max following its release. Matt Reeves, the director, spoke in detail with Entertainment Weekly about his upcoming ventures, saying, "Quote: What I really wanted to, what I really wanted this movie to do is create a Batverse." Don't do a story and go, this is chapter one, because you might not get to do chapter two. So the story had to stand on its own. But the thing about it is that the Bat world is so rich with the cat with character that as, as you're starting to come to an end, you can already start thinking about the next thing. Because the idea, of course, is that Gotham's story never ends. He also spoke about what to expect from his spinoff series on Colin Farrell's Oswald Cowpark character, also known as the Penguin. He said the series will be, quote, 
an American dream in Gotham sort of story, almost like Scarface, the rise of this character who we all know will achieve myth- a mythic status. He's underestimated and he's like a time bomb. While I did not elaborate on the DCPD series, he did confirm in a separate interview that he has spoken with HBO Max about also doing a Catwoman series. So, Kendall, do you like the approach Reeves is taking with these side projects, given what we know that he's uh, he's revealed to us and what we know from some of the reporting we've gotten? Uh, I mean, it's 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 strange. I mean, I'm not super. I'm not super excited about the the idea of this 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 Batman extended universe. Um, I, you know, when I look at some of the characters that we've seen, first of all, like we like the two projects that we have confirmed so far are a GCPD show and a Penguin show, mm-hmm. and we've already seen Gotham. And we've already seen a penguin in Gotham that was really good. And those, these are things that we've talked about on this show. But um, it puts a lot of pressure on Jeffrey Wright. puts a lot of pressure. We have an active Pennyworth show. Colin Farrell. And we have a Pennyworth show. I mean, I, there was an article on on the website comicbookmovie.com that went through five potential Batman spinoffs in this universe. And I, I don't think I wanted to see any of them. You know, obviously Cat, Catwoman was one of them. Um Carmine Fal- Falcone was one. Um, <laughs> Alfred Pennyworth was another. I'm like, like you said, like, we already have a Pennyworth show. I don't want to see an Andy Circus Alfred Pennyworth show. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I actually think that there's more room and more space to breathe in animated formats where maybe you're doing an animated tie-in sort of cartoon. Um, that's something that People rarely try and navigate. People rarely implement that 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 format. But um, look, it'll. I mean, if they're if they take them very very seriously, which it sounds like they are, then they, there's potential there. But as we saw with Peacemaker, like Peacemaker was taken very seriously. I mean, it's not it's not a serious show, but it was taken seriously in terms of uh, the investment um, and and tying it into the Suicide Squad universe that they've created. Um, if we, I mean, if you're telling me like all these shows are going to be that deep, then or maybe I'll give them a shot. But you know, you know, I don't, I, I'm not 100% convinced that that's what we're going to get with these shows. Interesting. Right, so Kendall, so. Kendall feel like this is a, a little bit more of what we've already seen with some of the exploration of the Batman characters. Shamar, I feel like you've been on the polar opposite spectrum in terms of your excitement for what Matt Reeves is doing with the Batman and this Batverse. What do you make of, of, of what he said here and any retort to what Kendall had to say? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I pretty much, <laughs> I'm pretty much, uh, on the opposite, uh, pretty much on the opposite side. I mean, I'm very excited for all these shows. Um, you know, Peacemaker is just the, you know, the exhibit A of shows that people say, Oh, this is stupid. Why are you doing this? I haven't seen the movie and I already don't like this character and all the negativity. And the show is great. Uh, and people are clamoring for a second one. They're clamoring for more shows. And now we're getting more shows. Um, now, the only concern is um, if you're giving uh, someone multiple shows and spinoffs and the movie doesn't hit. I mean, that's the primary concern. Right. Uh, um, so 
I'm not too concerned. This seems like a movie that I would like. Um, just based on what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, it seems like a movie that I will enjoy. And so I'm not too concerned. Um, I like Batman, so it's almost certainly gonna be it's almost certainly gonna be good. I mean, yeah, I like Batman. I didn't. I like Batman v Superman, at least the Batman part of it. Yeah. So I, I, I'll, I'll be I don't think I'm not. I don't think I'm not gonna like this. I like Gotham. <laughs> yeah, I like Gotham. I don't think I'm not gonna like this this movie. Yes, yeah. this movie was made for people like people like me. I'm gonna like this movie more than more likely than not. Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this movie. Yeah, uh, more likely than not, I'm gonna enjoy all the spinoff shows coming off of this movie. I enjoyed Gotham, as you said, Kendall. I enjoy Pennyworth. Yeah, so I'm probably gonna enjoy these shows. Um, and if those shows are even less campy than those shows, or if these shows are even less campy than than Gotham <laughs> and Pennyworth, I'm gonna enjoy these shows even more. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very excited for these shows, and I think, um, you know, and again, it was HBO Max budget, movie level budget in Batman in Gotham City, probably gonna see more Gotham villains. Um, we may get this Riddler back, maybe if this Riddler Riddler is good, you know, hopefully he's good. Apparently, Paul Dano is like having nightmares and stuff; he can't sleep. Yeah, uh, and just trying to just trying to really go all out with this role. So I'm I'm all in. I, I mean I'm I'm into I'm excited for it. Yeah, Dano sounds a little bit like a like a Mark Spector or some of the stuff he's talking about with not being able to sleep and thinking about <laughs> what he does during the day. <laughs> you know, sound a little bit like Moon Knight and some of that stuff. Night. <laughs> but um, interesting. So to me, when I, what I, what I take from this and 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 how I feel about his approach. I don't know how much I buy this idea. Like, I think that he, I, I think I do buy that he wants to make sure that this story kind of has a beginning, middle, and end in regards to this movie. Um, I'm not sure if I buy this concept that like, oh, because I'm treating, I can't treat this as a chapter one because I might not get to do chapter two. And like Shamari mentioned earlier, not to keep this show morbid, but I mean, you don't know what life brings to you. Like, you know, we could say, oh, he signed off for three movies, but I mean, something happens or whatever. You don't know what could happen. So, um, <laughs> Ryan Johnson signed on for a trilogy. I mean, that's true. Who knows so, that we, we, have, we haven't seen Ryan Johnson since. So, you know, <laughs> so I'm just saying. So we don't know. So we don't. So I, I, I do I do understand that to some degree. But I don't know if I necessarily get the concept that, oh, I, I like I didn't think about doing another movie after this. But I did think about doing all these spinoff shows potentially after this. Like, I don't I don't really see quite see like how that's much different in terms of setting up future stuff for your you know your existence like like to me like if you don't if you do this movie and somehow it's not good i mean we're never gonna see gcpd or this penguin show like they're just gonna cancel it all it's just never gonna see the light of day like right now they're going forward with it but if somehow this bombs then that's not gonna happen so i don't know if i quite buy like that answer on his face value because we understand that you know i think matt is a very humble guy so i don't think he wants to count his chickens before they've hatched and credit to him for that you know what i'm saying but I don't know if I, I quite believe necessarily the um, sincerity of like that notion that preparing for a whole TV universe is not similar to preparing to do a sequel to a movie. I think I think they're very similar because um, you have to set tea leaves up. You have to set up things with a character. Obviously, you know, Oswald Cobble can't be killed in this in this show, in this movie, because otherwise you can't do a show. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure Gordon can't be killed or anything like that. Or be in a serious situation where he can't continue 
if you didn't think you want to do GCPD. So you can't say, oh, I was thinking about just doing this only this one movie. You clearly were thinking about doing a chapter two. It's just not going to be in a, in a movie form. Now, I guess things would change maybe if it's a prequel. And then you say, okay, is that really chapter two? But I don't know. I just I wasn't sure how I felt about that on his face value. I will say I, I, I am excited about, you know, a Batverse. I think that the concept of exploring um, a, a specific character's universe is way more is arguably arguably way more fruitful than exploring like a whole a spinoff of like a whole multiverse like to me saying okay we're gonna do you know avengers spinoffs that include shows like wandavision and you know falcon and winter soldier they were successful but i i think because it's almost like you have because you almost have endless endless possibilities they're almost they're almost destined to kind of let you down, even though we love those shows. Like WandaVision, like especially with the way they were teasing us, we thought we could see, again, Reed Richards, you know? And that didn't happen. We're like, well, this is an Avengers spinoff. What the hell? You know, and in Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, we, we thought we, we were going to Magipore. We're like, all right, well, Logan show up, you know? like, And, you know, you're, you're bound to be a little bit disappointed because you're trying to keep those stories contained. Now, the Bat Universe is expansive, so... It's almost like its own Avengers versus to some degree because of how expansive it is. But I think the possibilities, because they're actually limited, keep the expectations within reason. So I think the idea that, okay, it's Batman, but we're going to do something away from Batman. So he's not going to maybe be in it per se. But Gotham, we know, is a very viable place to have multiple stories. We see multiple stories play out all the time in Gotham. We have multiple comic books. Robin has, has had his own series. He might have one now. I'm not sure. Nightwing, of course, has had his own series where sometimes he's been in Gotham, sometimes he's been in Bloodhaven, other cities. Batgirl has had her own series in Gotham. Um, you know, we've seen Red Robin, Red Hood have you know show have comic book series in Gotham where they don't. It's not like Batman showing up every every issue. He's not showing up at all, but the stories are there. Um, so I think to me that the idea of doing a Batverse and continuing within that universe makes sense. I almost think, and and the number two, I think it also will will add more context to everything we see in these movies, which I think is what everybody wants. You know, it seems like people want more to understand more about these worlds, more about these universes. And that's why, you know, these videos that break down some of these movies or even these trailers do millions of views. People want to know everything they possibly can about what these artists and these creators are trying to build with what, with their art. So the idea, the idea that you have like this kind of like outlet to really give us this kind of, added material i think is great and i think gotham city is a great is a great place to do it and because we don't have the expectations of saying oh well i want to see this person show up it's like i think that it'll actually be a, to its uh to its to its to its you know advantage that it, that it has that what what did you guys make of um matt reeves saying that he's 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 very intrigued by mr freed as a villain Thinks he could do a more grounded version of that character that could we, be really I, good. I, I've been supportive of doing a Freeze movie. Because we haven't. We, I feel like we. I feel like we talked about it on this podcast. I mean, Freeze should absolutely be one of the the top people 
in line to be the next Batman villain for because we never really got a real freeze. I mean, the, whatever the Schwarzenegger thing, that Schwarzenegger thing was, just... was great. Anybody remember? Right. Remember that, that we got Gotham? That's, that's true. I'm too, I'm too I'm too messed up by all the Hugo. But the, it wasn't forget the Hugo Strange. Yeah, forget, forget forget anything involving Hugo Strange before Hugo yeah, Strange before all that came into the picture <laughs> with Mister Freeze. I agree with Jam. That Mister Freeze was hard. That oh, Mister Freeze Mr. was Mr. tough. Yeah, I, that that was a good Mister Freeze, and then. I feel like wasn't there something else we saw Mr. Freeze and that was good too? I mean, there's been a lot of animated versions that'd be really good, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, uh, anime, I mean, Batman anime series, Mr. Uh, Batman Sub Zero is a fantastic movie. I think, I think it gets, um, it doesn't get its credit. It gets overshadowed by the likes of, you know, Mask of the Phantasm and Return of the Joker, and you know, but Sub Zero is it's it's amazing. And you know, we had that. I mean, I don't know Shamari may remember, but we had that movie. On VHS, and me and Shamari used to watch that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Religiously, yeah, you know, as, as as young kids, you know what I'm saying. Like Sub Zero is, is a classic. Mister Freeze, I think is is like, I think he might be the most underrated Batman villain. Now that everybody's kind of exhausted, Rachel Ghoul, like Rachel Ghoul, now is not underrated. <laughs> maybe he's overrated at this point because everyone wants to use the League of Shadows and things like that. And I'd argue maybe even Hush has become underrated because now everybody wants to talk and use Hush in some ways. Like Freeze is a is a really complex character with a a deep interesting kind of moral compass and he's a tortured figure and i think when he's written well like there you can produce excellent stories with him i don't know why i don't, I think I don't the problem understand why we haven't seen him sooner story is so i think the problem has been that his story is so like so easy to tell like it's almost like it's too good it's like it's so simple like right you know his wife has a has a he's a his wife has an illness and you know, depending on the version, he's a scientist trying to figure out the cure, and you know, he 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 turns into a life of crime. You know, and part for whatever reason, depending on the version, money or you know, helping to get the cure or whatever, and that's part of it. His name Freeze, and you know, and he turns into the the pun. There's always there's it's, it's you can't really change those basic aspects of his character, and so because of that, they all kind of feel the same. You know, and there's there's variations, but um, but I guess that would be the that would be the thing was is like how do you put a twist on the character? Maybe the character doesn't need a twist, given again the only live action one we got was kind of the most. I've always, I mean, to me, I think I think one of the I think one of the, yeah, I think one of the ways I would put a twist on Mister Freeze if it was me, because I agree, I think that in some ways it is very like this is the story. You can do a lot of different cool things with it, but like it's kind of. Like, like with Joker, like you could you could literally do anything to create why the Joker right. showed up or like who he is. Um, and now, yeah, you Matt take a lot of liberties with with the Riddler to a degree. Yeah, and you can take liberties with a lot of, and, and there are a lot of characters that you can take liberties with. Freeze, seems, I agree, is the one of the few that you can't, and maybe that leaves you kind of pigeonholed to some degree. I think the re- the way the way the thing I would do, and I think it would make it a closer connection to Bruce. Is I think that you need to have Nora. Freeze should be introduced in like a movie as just like Victor Freeze, and like Nora right. should be like alive and like like involved. Like she should be a living, breathing person. And right. to me, like in a perfect world, like he something would happen. Like he, he should be like you know closely connected with Bruce. Maybe he's a doctor at Wayne Enterprises, or maybe he's a doctor that you know make him like funded. Connors. Yeah, and like make them kind of have somewhat of like a bond, somewhat of a friendship, maybe. And maybe something happens with. Wayne Enterprises, something happens that causes his wife to get sick or get, cause an accident. 
that kills his wife or almost kills his wife and kills him or almost kills him. And then you see that turn from like this guy who's homies with, 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 with Bruce to this arch nemesis. Like right. we like, I feel like every, and I'm not going to say it's everyone that's out there. Cause I've never, I've not yeah. read every free story, but every free story I have read or watched, nor is already in the cryogenic chamber. Like it's already happened. Yeah. And we don't really get a good feel for who Nora was as a person outside of like freeze, like looking up old pictures or as you know, in Batman Robin, he's playing, you know, his, his you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing, you know, the, the, the wedding, the wedding videos, <laughs> you know, in his, uh, in, you know, his igloo or what, I don't even know what you would call where he was living, <laughs> um, like, yeah, you know, with, with the, with the, with the robe on and the, in in the, uh, the footsies, the footsie uh, slippers on, like, we don't ever see, like, Nora as, like, a living, breathing person. We never see Victor, really, as a living, breathing person, except for Gotham, which is a cre- Gotham's credit is why I think it, it worked so well. That would be my twist, is, like, I think that Freeze is a great option, but, like, I would have Freeze ready for, like, movie three. Like, somebody would be movie two, with Freeze would be a big part of movie two as a supporting character, and he would be kind of, like, the tragic figure. It'd be, like... If we didn't get to see, like, if Harvey Dent didn't die in the Dark Knight, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's how I would use him. Because mm-hmm. I think that, like, if Harvey Dent didn't die, like, I mean, Batman three, starring like, you know, Two Face versus Batman would have been epic. And I, you could argue maybe that's where they should have went. But like, like that, that if you can create that kind of like rapport and then move it into the next movie, that I think would be ideal. That's how I would do it. Yes, yeah, that's fascinating. Um, yeah, Freeze has been in a lot of stuff. Um, pretty much every version, almost every version of, of that, that we see of Batman, there's been some version of Mr. Freeze, but like you, they've all been very similar. But I think that that would add a very interesting twist to it. Um, and again, he is the one where we talked about, you know, the Batman's Rose Gallery. We've seen a lot of it. Um but who are the ones that kind of deserve a second look? Riddler would have been one. You know, I, I mean, I liked Jim Carrey's version, but a lot of people didn't. And they thought we wanted to see a more serious version of the Riddler, and that's what we're going to get. And Mr. Freeze would be another. I, I think Matt Reeves understands that if he's mentioning that, and he's already used the Riddler. Um, that that these are characters that definitely deserve a second look. I mean, we already got a second look at Two-Face. Uh with Harvey Dent, like EJ mentioned in, in The Dark Knight, but um, yeah, I think that uh, he's certainly somebody that I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's that's the direction they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, gonna be, yeah. I mean, I think that I think it's clear Matt Reeves has a lot of ideas, a lot of cooking, um, a lot of options he can go, and when you consider that he's also expanding the universe with these HBO Max shows, the possibilities end up being endless. You know. Um, they're endless, but again, I think they're contained to a certain degree because we're staying in the Batman sandbox, and that that's what's uh, very important moving forward. But um, let's wrap the show talking about Peacemaker. So, uh, Peacemaker wrapped up its first season with a bang last week, and it, it already got an immediate renewal for season two that was met with much delight by fans across the country. Sham. What do you think allowed Peacemaker to be such a success in your eyes in season one? And what are you looking forward to seeing in season two? 
A lot, a lot of things. So uh, James Gunn, shout, shout out to James Gunn. Absolutely, fantastic. He's got, he got engaged, by the way. Him and um, Holland, Jennifer Holland. Oh, that's good. Plays, Congratulations. Who plays Harcourt is uh, they they just got engaged yesterday. Yeah, that's good. So yeah, I mean, shout out to them. Uh, she did a great job as well. So yeah, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just great. It's just a wonderfully written show. Uh, you know, so Gunn did a, a fantastic job in that regard. All the actors and actresses did a great job in the show. Um, it was a, it was a, just a, a comedy, but it definitely had its action moments. It had its heartfelt moments um, as well. And it was just really well made. It was just a well made show. And uh, look, I'm going to be honest also, shout out to John Cena. Mm-hmm. Shout out to John Cena. Um, he did a great job in the show. You know, he definitely showed his chops, his comedy chops, which we already knew he had, and his his acting chops. He did a great job in the show. He is he did a great job as this peacemaker character, and this is gonna, you know, I think it's gonna just do a lot for his 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 uh, his uh, his fame basically. Yeah, yeah, his acting Profile. career is on, is on a rocket ship. You know, to the moon. Yeah, right yeah. So this is uh, this is big for him, and he did a fantastic job. Fantastic job. This is, I think, the finale broke records for HBO Max already. Um, I think the show might have also broke records for HBO Max. So this is now a flagship show for HBO Max. Um, you know, I mean, Disney had, of course, The Mandalorian, which that was kind of the first one. Um, HBO Max, I guess, now has Peacemaker uh, as well. <laughs> which, as, as, which I mean, look, you never thought I'd be saying, but that's what it is. HBO Max now is Peacemaker. It's a really good show. Yeah. Got renewed immediately. Fans are really excited for it. I'm excited for it. And um, uh, as for season two, I mean, I'm just hoping maybe we get more Suicide Squad. Maybe add King Shark. King Shark was fantastic. You know, mm. maybe add King Shark to the show. Maybe add, you know, just a couple more. Maybe a couple more. Uh, wait, is he still alive or is he, is he dead? Did he die? No, he might King have died. Shark survived. That's what I. He did? Oh, good. Yeah, I believe maybe he did. Had, maybe I weasel. Maybe throw weasel in there. Weasel's kind of a weird, crazy character. <laughs> Gun's brother anyway, so maybe you just throw him in. Yeah. So, uh, definitely had to, you know. You definitely have to boost the budget to have either of those characters. Yeah, yeah, boost the budget. The, the full CG. <laughs> Shamar's like, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> Give up more yeah, bread, boost, man. Boost the budget. Got a whole, whole yeah, boost the budget. So, yeah. So, I, I you know, look, uh, outside of that, I don't, I don't really have any expectations. Um, you know, I'm not clamoring for an old Justice League crossovers or anything like that. I, you know, we're getting more DC movies, so I'm I'm cool with that. But I I'm just glad we're getting a season two. All right, Shamari saying back at the Brinks truck for the for the special effects for season two. Bring us King Shark or Weasel, Kendall. What are you what are you looking forward to to in a season two of Peacemaker, and what do you think made it successful in season one? Shamari watched too much Mandalorian, uh, <laughs> thinking the season two. Bringing in uh, Ben Affleck. What a Warner, Warner, <laughs> Warner Media. They can't afford it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, no. This is uh, look. I mean, Peacemaker was incredible. Shamari, I echo all Shamari's sentiments. Um, John Cena was great. Um, what was great about John Cena was that for a guy who's an outsider, a Hollywood outsider, he he embraced a role that was so ridiculous. But he never shied away from it. He never, every interview you watch of John Cena, 
since the show came out, he's he's wearing his peacemaker costume. You know, like looks so ridiculous. Weird. You know, but he's embracing that. He's embracing the weird. That whole the whole the whole show embraces the weird. It's 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 bizarre. It's full. It's bizarre. It loves to be bizarre, and that's I think what's what made the show what it is. It, it didn't run away from that. It didn't shy away from that. That's what James Gunn has has, has embraced. The only the only actor that I've seen embrace a character so closely. It's been Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, yeah. Yeah. you know, where they're almost they almost become the character outside of, you know, outside of the show. Yeah, it's almost um, like method acting with those with those characters. Yeah, exactly. Those guys, those guys. you know, and, and yeah, so it's 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 incredible uh, the job he did. Um, you know, again, the show, oh, the closest comparison, the closest comp for this show to me is is continues to be Deadpool. Um, you know, I think the story is actually slightly better than Deadpool. The humor can be debated whether or not it's funnier or not. I, I would probably lean Deadpool, uh, cause I think Deadpool as a character is a little funnier than Peacemaker in general, but, um, but I think the story is actually more interesting than Peacemaker, but yeah, I mean, uh, again, incredible first season, um, for season two, uh, I, I mean, I, you guys know, I would, even though I wasn't the the biggest fan of Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, uh, could always use more Weasel. Um, definitely a top three character from that movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, no. Nah. Um, again, super excited. Uh, and now, I mean, we start to look at John Cena's career. He already got casted for a Looney Tunes movie coming out. Uh, Wiley Coyote versus Acme. Um, and I, you start to now wonder when is he going to get an MCU look? Mm. Um, what characters may make sense for John Cena? But yeah, it'll it's it's going to be exciting. Um, this show going forward I, again, I think that James Gunn deserves a lot of credit for, and and Warner Brothers deserves a lot of credit for letting James Gunn just just rock out. They didn't, you know, according to him, there was very little interference. There were some things they didn't like in the show, but they let it they let it stick. You know, they didn't like, you know, they obviously DC and Warner Brothers did not like all of the Batman. Yeah, all the Batman stuff of all the Aquaman. all the, the taking the shots at every single hero they've got. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not necessarily great for the brand, but yeah. even Amell's responding. To yeah, and yeah, Stephen Amell <laughs> taking shots at Cena. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a funny situation. But but again, they embrace they embrace all that. So, yeah, shout out to everybody involved with that show for giving us what may have been. You know, it could have been arguably the best best show we've gotten in a long time. You know, yeah, I, I think mean, this was. Yeah, I think when you talk about DC, it's it's got to be number one. Um, and then you throw in those Marvel shows. I saw someone mention it, and you know, I, I think to me, only WandaVision would stand up to Peacemaker from the Marvel side of it. I couldn't. I couldn't say WandaVision. I like one and you could argue it can go both ways. I mean, you could you could definitely. I, if you wanted to make the case Peacemaker, I, I'm not going to argue with you. One division was more interesting from a you know speculation standpoint. That's not even close, but you know now that we've seen it all in hindsight, I, I, just, I think I Mar. I think one division was just as if not more creative with just like its presentation. That like we don't give enough credit just for that. That it was doing that was nice. like different eras mm-hmm. of sitcom. 
and also making a Marvel show. You know, like that, like, like it, that the writing and just appreciation of that, which is so smart that I'm, I'm not going to put Peacemaker ahead of it. But I, can, I, I understand people who want to. Like, I'm not going to argue with you. Like, I, I, Peacemaker is outstanding. And then I think when you go to the Netflix shows, then you're looking at, you definitely put it, I think to me, put it over. If you're talking about full, it's hard because this is season, only one season. Because to me, like, yes. you know, as a whole, I'm 100% putting it over Jessica Jones and and uh, and Iron Fist and, def- and the Defenders. Now, when you get to, okay, well, individual seasons, it's like, okay, well, is season one of this better than season one of Jessica Jones? You know, I, it's a entirely different show. It's hard to say. Is it, you know, better than maybe season one or two, or maybe season two of Luke Cage? You know, like, it... It, it, it it's like it's kind of interesting how how that worked. I wouldn't put it ahead of anything that I've seen from Daredevil, but it it is one of the best superhero live action shows we've ever seen. I I would definitely be able to put it there. And one of the things I'll say to me is, um, you know, as I mentioned before that it puts John Cena on that rocket ship to the moon to me in Hollywood. And then my question becomes, as a wrestling fan, who's next? Because look, we have Dwayne the Rock Johnson, megastar, going to be starring in the Black Adam. In just you know, months from now. Well, we know. Have, I mean, I mean, I know. <laughs> well, that's funny. You can't let me know that. So I was gonna say, before I before we get to that, we have Dave Batista, Drax himself, also Hollywood yeah. star, and John Cena, a guy that I think a lot of people didn't think. System. A lot of people didn't think John Cena could could be that guy. I certainly didn't think he could be that guy. I've said that multiple times to friends and you know we've talked about conversations about John Cena trying to get into Hollywood and comparing him to The Rock. I didn't think he could do it, but um, he's a very good actor. I mean, he's 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 very yeah. good, and this is a great role for him. But like, still, like he he was he was outstanding, and clearly there is some, you know, these guys are special talent. You talk about especially the Rock and John Cena, like you're talking about like special wrestling characters. So those guys are special. You know, Batista wasn't a special character, but he was a great wrestler, and now we see he had this even more of a top personality than we even we saw in WWE. Like, I wonder if this becomes, like, a true pipeline for people in WWE. Like, like who's, like, Kendall says he thinks he knows who's next. I guess he's, uh, do you think that's Roman Reigns, I'm assuming? <laughs> yeah, Roman Reigns is, he's going to, I mean, he's, he's told us. He's, he's going to be in Hollywood. Because I argue, what about uh, Sasha Banks? What about Sasha, what about he's, Sasha he's Banks? Yeah, he got his shot at Hobbs and Shaw. But, Sasha um, Banks was already in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'd wonder about Sasha Banks. I mean, she, she's I mean, already been for, in uh, Mandalorian. And I'm waiting for um. Mark I mean, we got more first Mortal Combat movie. Oh, Shamari, Shamari said it. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for the Miz. When is the ah. Miz? When is the Miz gonna be Johnny Cage? Gonna be Johnny Cage. Ah, there you uh, go. All Mortal Combat fans want the Miz to play Johnny Cage because he is Johnny. Cage. He is Johnny Cage. He is Johnny Cage. It's 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 like he it's literally so is good. Johnny Cage. You he's don't played, have to, he's played Johnny Cage for a decade. You know, he'll be like, oh, you want to see me play Johnny Cage? Watch any any watch, 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 Raw, watch Raw this week. Watch Raw on Monday, and you'll see me playing Johnny Cage. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, no, that's Miz, yeah, I mean the Miz and shout out. Yeah, I mean that's a great call there, Sham. Um, it's so funny because the Miz is, is, and you know, especially over the last few years, his his wrestling character has been. I'm not. He's just Hollywood. He's just Hollywood star. Hollywood he's a star. Hollywood star. <laughs> and it's, it's ironic that he's a Hollywood star that's only acted in like C-list movies. Like he's been in like the Marine Eight or whatever. You know, the straight to DVD kind of movies. Like, but he, yeah. but it's funny because he's used that as a thing to say he's a Hollywood star. But now he's done. You know, he's become a pretty big reality star now. Um, and he, of course, he started in reality TV as a as a, a, in the real world, 
But and then oh well, yeah, it was in the real world and then tough enough or one or the other. But he was in the real world at one point, so he's he's certified in this these circles, so to speak. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't think about uh the Miz. That's that's a good point. I, I mean I think those are your 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 top three. I would say I would say those are the top three. Yeah. I mean I They've think I think Becky Lynch maybe also I would maybe give her a look as well. I want to say she's, she's uh, about to she appear. In some... Yeah, she's about to appear in something soon. I forgot where, what, what movie she's in or show she's in, but Thor. Maybe it's Thor. It could be Thor. Um, so you know, I keep an eye on her, but I think I think Roman, Sasha, and Miz are definitely the leaders in the clubhouse, and I'm wondering if you'll see Black Panther. She's in Black Panther. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm like, wondering who, who, why. Maybe she's maybe she's at maybe she's Atlantia. I mean that that would be kind of that would be kind of cool, you know. Um, but now, especially because you know Atlantis probably has different accents. Of course, Becky Lynch is Irish, so they, the only thing is that they've made the Atlanteans it looks like like you know Mayans. So that's why I'm like, well, we only know one person that's Namor. Like who say that? Like multiple. Well, they, oh, said, no, they, multiple they said they said three. Yeah, they're saying yeah, they're saying like it seems like they're casting a lot of them. Oh, okay. So that that oh. then, then I don't got then you got me. I don't now I'm wondering. Saying. I mean, maybe she's playing a Latverian. Ooh, that could be interesting. But I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want to jump. I jump the gun. All right. <laughs> I was like, listen. I just wonder and if we know gonna... these these, these uh, movies like to do set pieces in other places. Like it could be some. It could be some scene where they show a Black Panther fighting someone in another country that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> that we know about the movie. Yeah, I don't want to underscore. I don't want to underscore how special, especially Dwayne and John, were as wrestling characters and say, "Oh, anybody could do it." But I do wonder if you start to see either Marvel or DC be more aggressive with plucking people from WWE because there was a time like where, like, we were time where we kind of say, "Oh, wouldn't it be neat?" Like Kevin Nash, like almost was Sabretooth like in the first X Men movie. You're like, "Oh, wouldn't right. that been kind of neat?" But then you had the people saying, "Oh, Kevin Nash can't really act." And it's like you kind of can't argue with them because it's like I mean there is no there is no proof that says Kevin Nash can act, but the stuff needed to be a wrestle a compelling wrestling character is not so abnormal to acting. You know what I'm saying? And physically, and physically, these I mean, guys, these, are, these people are larger than life. Rock, yeah, as we've seen with Cena, like these guys can play superheroes without they, having to without any CGI. And no totally CGI, believable. no prosthetics. They're very believable. Like when you <laughs> mentioned, like <laughs> like when Kendall. When Kendall mentioned like what if Cena go next with with Marvel potentially, I was like, I mean, I can't imagine him playing. I mean, I don't know his range, but to me, like his physical features, he could be Beast, like he could be Hank McCoy. Like his arms are so big, like yeah, you have to change his hands and feet, but the rest of his body, like they're so abnormal. <laughs> like his chest and shoulders, like you tell me, oh, then you say, okay, we're gonna make his hands a little bigger and feet a little bigger. Like he would be very believable as Hank McCoy. Now, could he be Hank, the doctor, Hank McCoy? That I don't know. At this but point, I'm not questioning you. He's asking you. I know. I, I, I would I would give it a shot <laughs> because yeah. what I've seen here. So I just think that's interesting. I think for me, for season two, it's funny. Both of you guys kind of ran towards Suicide Squad stuff for season two. I actually think it would be cool if we kind of went away from Suicide Squad stuff for season two. Like, of course, you know, they're, they're like the, the team should be together. So, like. I think that that you know they should still maybe be working with Task Force or something like that. But like, I think I'd actually prefer them see to to find another corner of the DC universe to explore. Like, to me, like Vigilante, his 
introduction and shout out to Freddie Stroma. He was incredible in that role. Like his introduction to the show being outside of anything from Suicide Squad was great. My thing is like I'd love to see more of that. I'd love to see them bring someone else into the fold, whether it be a member of the team or someone that they're going after if it's a villain that maybe isn't connected to like someone from the Suicide Squad that can continue Peacemaker beyond just being a Suicide Squad spinoff. Because to me, it's grown. It's not grown that. Like this is, this is again a really just great show that stands stands on its own. So that would be my my thing for season two. But uh, but shout out to Peacemaker. Shout out to James Gunn. Shout out to John Cena. Daniel Brooks as uh, Adebayo, outstanding. I mentioned Freddie, uh, um, Chukwudi, uh Iwuji, who who also is going to be in the MCU movie soon as well. Um, really great job yes. with Mern. We'll be Guardian. seeing him in, in Guardians. So remember that. I mentioned Holland getting engaged. She was great as Harcourt. And AG as Economos, man. Just an all-around great squad. Supporting cast is great. And I'm, I'm looking forward to season two. I, I don't think any of us were necessarily believers in Peacemaker before we saw the Suicide Squad. I think we were much more believers after we saw that movie. And I don't think even any of us thought, had expectations this high. Like, it, was, it would be this outstanding. So... Can't wait to see what to do next season. But that's going to do it for this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I had a really good uh, conversation with my guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Of course, if you liked this episode, make sure you listen to all of our episodes on New Generation Podcast Network. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. That's where you can find not only Hero Talk, but you also find Sports Talk and the Imperial Broadcast on that uh, podcast channel. Again, you can find that New Generation uh, podcast network. You also find us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. Follow us individually on social media. You can find myself, EJ underscore Stewart, on Twitter, Action EJ on Instagram. Kendall can be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. You can find Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat, MCShan22. Thank you guys so much for rocking out with us. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.